Hello, Kansas City. Stephen St. John here with another episode of Hot Mike with SSJ. And remember, if you would like to uh, be a sponsor of Hot Mike with SSJ, just send me an email, stephenstjohn at 810whb.com, and we'll hook you up uh, with uh, spot sponsorship, partnership, whatever, with Hot Mike with SSJ. And if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, and as always, you can listen to and download the podcast wherever you download your favorite podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever. We're all over the fucking place. So just come and uh, hang out with us. And uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of fun over the next hour or so with uh, a good friend of mine who uh, is also a great partner of Sports Radio 810 WHB and the Border Patrol, John Bond. You've heard me talking about From the Earth Dispensaries and Illicit Gardens. Uh, well, John, uh, you are the, uh, tell me your exact titles. I want to get this shit right. Um, Chief Revenue Officer, but Weed Wizard's probably my favorite. Weed so. Wizard or Chief <laughs> Revenue Officer. He answers or the, uh, both on your uh, business, on card. business card. Absolutely. I like that shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, okay, so here we go. So, John, uh, first of all, thanks for coming out here thanks to the uh, to the podcast studio. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you won't be sorry when you leave. Not uh, at all, man. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate you having me out, dude. So I've enjoyed getting to know you. I will tell you this. I took I took uh, John. I met uh, met him for lunch at Ninfa's uh, down in uh, down in KCK down off Kansas Avenue. So uh, you're a real one now after having Ninfa's tortillas. Some of the best food I've had in Kansas City. Yeah, growing up here, how I didn't know about that blows my mind, man. Incredible. So let's uh, so let's let's get to uh, a little bit about you. Uh, and you're from the Kansas City area, and then you left for a while, and then you're back. So take us back to uh, uh, where you're from and where you grew up around here. Yeah, man. Um, so I grew up in Kansas City. My family, my dad's from Kansas City, went to Winnetonka High School. Um, so my mom, being from St. Louis, uh, grew up here, moved here in 95, back from Pennsylvania, uh, where my dad took a job at Colgate for a few years. But the majority of my life has been Kansas City. So grew up in Overland Park, went to Blue Valley Northwest High School, Went on to play baseball at Missouri Western for four years. Um, yeah. Go Griffs, you know, we got the That's right. Griffs.com. I was two um, years up at Mo West. Let's go, St. Joe. Go, man. Early bonding. But um, got out of school. I um, was fortunate enough to play four years of ball up there. Moved back to Kansas City with my first uh, sales job. And then I moved out to Vegas in 2015 uh, to try and get in front of cannabis. So medical cannabis had just passed in uh, Nevada in 2015 and kind of – the research I'd done up to that point, man, um, you know, I'd, I'd realized that you really don't want to be chasing the caboose of the train. So if you go somewhere like a California, Oregon, Washington, you'd be chasing the train down the tracks versus going to lay the tracks for the train and having a better opportunity there. So I moved out to Nevada in 2015, got into the industry out there, which took me up to Oregon and then eventually brought me back here in, uh, in March um, to join the team here with Alyssa and From the Earth. So uh, Vegas is a great place to visit for a couple of days. It is. How is it uh, to live there? You know, I'll tell you what, man. If I'd have moved there in my early 20s, it would have probably been a different story. Unfortunately, right. I'd kind of gotten over that. I'm going to go out and fucking rage every single night. <laughs> so, like, you know, I moved there at 27 years old. So it was like, it was, it was good, right. man. I'll tell you what. If you're somebody that, you know, is chasing opportunity and wants to be able to align yourself with people, like, you're not going to have more successful entrepreneurs, CEOs, you know, VC, anything out there they're there to have the best weekend of their year. And unfortunately, I had a lot of friends that worked in nightlife. And so knowing that we were going to be raising money to start a business and I was still working in tech at the time, uh, that was a great place and opportunity. So I loved it, dude. It was a great experience. I had to, like, I was really, you realize like how lucky you are to grow up in the Midwest when you go live somewhere outside of the Midwest. And, you know, it's like, yeah, is the weather a little tough here? You know, God love my wife, you know, who I tricked into moving here. She hasn't seen a Midwest winter yet, you know, so we'll see how it goes. But like, you know, you move out there and you realize, like, I'm really good glad to have, like, that Midwest grounding, you know? And, like, but I needed to, like, have that experience. I, I wouldn't say I was gullible, but, like, I grew up generally believing, like, 80% of the people I'm around aren't lying to me or trying to deceive me. you got to be able to develop that skill, building businesses especially, right? And you can get that in Vegas in an abrupt way better than anywhere. So you know? where's she from? She's from Colorado. Okay, so she, but she's... But she loves the mountains, it, yeah, man. Okay. Yeah, she hasn't experienced, like, the negative 20, you know, wind chill yet. No mountains. Yeah, here. no mountains, but, you know, she's loving it, dude. Literally, it's a dream come true to be back in the hometown doing what I love, man. So how was uh, Oregon? Oregon was incredible. Now, see, that sounds like... I've heard... I had a friend that lived outside of Portland for a while. Uh, hold on. 
Lake Oswego. Yep. Okay. Hello. And then used to just Can rave about from Lake Oswego. As well. Is that right? Yeah. K Love. Uh, so just talked about how, how beautiful it was and loved it. Because uh, kind of went back and forth here and there. So what was Oregon like? Oregon was incredible, man. Where we lived, um, Central Oregon, so it was Bend, Oregon. Uh, climate was more similar to like Colorado. It was like 300 days of sunshine, like 3,500 3, feet in elevation. So uh, that was like an unbelievable. Then you could drive up. Like it was the most geographically diverse state. I've ever been in, right? Because you've got the northwest Portland area, which is like rainforesty. You've got the deep like redwoods down into like northern California that is like, you know, super thick and wooded. And then you've got the high desert where I lived. And then it becomes the real desert as you get out towards Idaho. So like you can literally drive to the four corners of Oregon and have like an entirely different climate, you know? Um, and then for the for the opportunity and, and obviously with cannabis being what it was, and at that point it was a cannabis technology company that I was involved with. Um, you know, that was where we were headquartered when the company was founded. So, so what's that mean? Cannabis technology. So, um, I used to work for a, uh, I was part of the early, uh, team for a company called Dutchy. We did like e-commerce point of sale and payments for the cannabis industry. Okay. So essentially any cannabis retail you walk into, they're probably using, uh, Dutchy's technology, um, on the e-commerce point of sale and payment side. So, uh, that was super cool because I'd gone from starting a cultivation in Las Vegas and my partner and I got, you know, fucked by the person that we'd raised the money to get the business going through lesson learned. Right. He's now my partner here in Kansas city as well, who I've mentioned Adam. Um, right. But like the whole team. Right. So Adam landed with another company, then took them on a run to take them to multiple States, et cetera. I landed with the uh, Dutchie technology company and we scaled that over four years to be in every single state serving over half the retailers and cannabis um, across all States. Like, you know, every state that's got a legal program in Canada. So um, I got to experience a lot in terms of like, the problems that retailers and wholesalers would probably run into. You saw the good and the bad. Good and the bad, right? And so while it's not all like a one-to-one relationship, I feel like it uniquely prepared me for this opportunity because, you know, everything's not one-to-one, right? But, like, it definitely shortcuts a lot of, like, the how do we get through this particular thing. So what's really interesting right now, like, what a time to live in Kansas City in this area. Uh, And so, like, for so long, you couldn't fucking gamble. Yeah. And, and, and and cannabis was illegal. And now, on the Kansas side, you can gamble to your heart's content. In Missouri, cannabis is legal. Yeah. And we're still, I mean, I think we're, a lot of people are still wrapping their heads around this. And, like, Ben was in here and talking to, like, like when's Missouri going to get their shit together about gambling? And when's Kansas get their shit together about cannabis? We're lucky that there's at least, you know, one here and one there. Right. But it is really interesting yep. where we are. If you, like, if you fucking live on state line, well, I can come over here and I can gamble, but I can go over here and I can get some cannabis. Yep. Uh, and so, like, what, like, it's in a way that's kind of fucking stupid, it's but, crazy. It, but it's really like it's 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 interesting though, right? Yeah. Like, so so take me to uh, back to when this was going to be a possibility for Missouri, yep. or when you realized, okay, this is going to happen in Missouri, and you, you you end up having a path to come home. And be in the business that uh, that you started out in Vegas and, and in Oregon as well. Yeah. Um, so I mean, obviously, when I moved away from Kansas City because I in in 2015 because I didn't feel confident in cannabis coming around in a timeline that was going to make sense for me with what I was looking for. So I was like, I got to go make this happen on the West Coast. Like back then, when did like in 2015, if somebody asked you, hey, when's cannabis going to be legal in Missouri? What would you have said? Um, you know, there was, I think it was 2016 that they, it actually tried to get votes and get support for it to get it on a ballot. It didn't happen. I could be wrong. So somebody fact checked me there, but um, it didn't go that first time, right? We didn't get enough signatures to even have it like addressed. So uh, it didn't feel imminent. It didn't feel like. Well, was, I, I was already gone at that point right. because I would have been like, honestly, man, I know things move slower here. And truthfully, like, I mean, you grew up here the same way I did, right? This isn't like California and Washington where everyone's like smoking weed and it's been a big part of the culture for a long time. It's been very closeted in Kansas City and, and like on both sides of the state line, right? It's like I never thought of Kansas City as two different states growing up. And if you grow up here, you know, like once you get older, you realize, yes, it is very much so. Yeah. But like, you know, when I'm a, like a high schooler, a kid, whatever, like, you know, growing up, you don't think about that. And so long story short, like, you know, they move forward in like their application process. They started in like 2018, right? And one of our founders, Nate, um, he actually won 22 applications, uh, 22 licenses within that application process. He's in his last year of law school. It's like prodigal. It's like, and I think you met Nate uh, as well, but like, um, you know, 
we were at, they got the opportunity to, uh, to win those licenses. And then Adam joined the team in 2018, 19 to get the business running. Um, when Missouri passed adult use, uh, you know, every, every market, I wouldn't say struggles, but it's definitely like, you've got to be a very sound and, and well-adjusted operator to make it through medical, uh, with the tax burden that's placed on you as a cannabis company. Right. Give me an idea. Like, like you said, uh, you know, won the one the license. Yeah. Yeah. So like how like how many people applied like how how what, what was it was, yeah, was thousands yep right so yep. there's a lot of people that didn't like what was the I mean how do how do you end up being on the right side of that shit um, honestly it's it, they're very specific in what they ask for and when they grade those licenses they have to they have to grade it on a specific rubric right and so if you're able to understand what they're looking for from like supporting the community right like we do a lot of work with HEDC. Um, as well, VCP groups like that, right? Making sure that you have the right like uh, alignments um, and, and like support of the community. There's got a lot of boxes. A lot you of boxes check. to check, right? Um, because again, like with something like cannabis, we're huge believers in the good it can do in the community, right? But you got to get the opportunity to be able to do that, and then we live that through. Now we feel fortunate enough that we're able to do that now, like every single day, with how we're able to work with those different groups and support the community. Like, dude, we did a food drive that we literally had to end early because we had a semi truck full of food that people don't, we were giving, we were don't giving product for donated goods. And we literally had an entire semi truck full. And we're like, okay, we can't fit any more food in the back of the warehouse, uh, which was incredible, dude. <laughs> like most people that enjoy cannabis are very happy and they have lots of food. So yeah, I feel like man. that's a pretty targeted demographic. It's incredible. There. It's incredible. <laughs> but long story short, um, you know, we won those licenses, which that's it's for, for everyone to understand to win 22 licenses with how difficult it is to be able to do so, especially being like a guy, it's like your last year in law school. Right. right. That's that's an incredible feat. That's not a common thing. Right. And so now we've been really lucky because within our leadership team, we've got a ton of experience across not just cannabis, but like some of us coming from like the hospitality industry, et cetera we've been able to build a, a very sustainable, scalable business now that we're excited that we can do those types of things, uh, like working with those groups in the community. I've been really impressed. I had a chance to visit uh, the facility and take a tour, and it fucking blew my mind. Hmm, totally. Right? But, but like, the, the, the levels of everything. Because, I mean, you don't, you don't know something until you know it. And even if you hear about something, you have, you have to see it, right? Right. And, I mean, I... Like I, when I try to tell other people I, I do such a terrible job, it's like, but I equated it. It's almost going to Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. All these fucking rooms and the 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 unbelievable and meticulous steps that you have to take right. at every level to produce the right product. I mean, I like I, I mean I don't know. I, it's 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 mind blowing, right? And I'm sure I mean you guys and, and you guys are so good at what you do and everything down literally to to the to a science. I mean, what 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 was that like to to put that together? I can't imagine how much work and how much research and how much you know had all the little minute details, sure. right? To be able to to come together and and like how like how many fucking rooms? What's the square footage? It blew my mind. Yeah. That's, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, well, and first off, I want to say that uh, I said I joined the team in March, so I've been on the team for like eight months. So a lot of these things were in place when I got here, and we've continued to refine them as a team together. But well, when I you first you, saw it, you had when like, you first, I'll tell you right now, the reason why the art facility looks the way that it does, and we're able to uh, produce the product that we're able to at the cost they were able to is a million different details that are all fanatically followed every single day. Right, that's what stood out to me. 100%. Because here's the thing. It's like, you can have the blueprint, right? That's why we're not protected. Are people like, can we take pictures in here? We're like, absolutely. You can know every single thing that we do, but if you don't follow it to the like same scrutiny of like never having like water on the floor, never pushing a day on a project, because there's a lot of grows out there. And I've been in thousands of grows at this point in my career, and I've been in cannabis for almost eight years now, right? There's a lot of places that are like, you know, we, we push a project based on labor. We don't want to this, that, and the other, and we never push a day, right? Because if you think about pushing a day on this project, we harvest 8.7 times a month, right, to answer your question. So we have flowering rooms, right, that you saw we've got veg, and then when you flip them to flower, 8.7 times a month, right? right? If we push one day here, one day there, one day here, one day there, next thing you know, you've missed a harvest for that year. And that's There's like, a domino effect that's, every day. That's like severe financial implications of the business. So all of that said... It's the, it's the fanatical details that are into every single thing. And then defining like, okay, what does every single job do 
every single role in the company, we have 400 employees. We have 200 on the cultivation side and 200 on the retail side, right? What does every single role look like? What does success look like in that role? How do we measure success? And then what's the goal that we set to get there? And then rewarding and incentivizing based on that too. And, right? and, and you know, like everything, like there's no waste. No. I, I Like I enjoyed you guys taking me around. Like, you know, you know, this, we turn this. I, I'm not, I sound like a fucking idiot talking about this, but like, you know, all, you know like this, this ends up being in, in the edibles or this ends up like explain, explain so, those yeah. steps to me. Cause that, yeah, that, that, that's like, that was mind blowing yep. for me. Yep. So there's, there's a lot of things that you can make from the cannabis plant, right? So you've right. got the actual flower, which everyone's familiar with that package flower in jars. That's that, you know, pops, right? Those a buds, right? Then we've got what we call like our smaller popcorn buds that go into popcorn jars, right? And then when we're harvesting, we take what's called fresh frozen, right? So like the smallest buds and like the biomass in the bottom of the plant we're harvesting that are probably too small to make into jars, we cut that down and we freeze it while it's still alive, like immediately. We save that to run it for what we call like live concentrates. So like if you smell like, you know, our Gelato 33 is probably one of my favorite strains, right? So if you put your nose in the jar of that Gelato 33 and then you try the Gelato 33 vape, the vape tastes exactly how that jar of flower smells. And that's because that was that frozen was taken from that plant while it was alive. It's got the same like cannabinoid, terpene profile, everything, right? Then the other biomass, all the trimming, the fan leaves, like the shake that falls, whatever, while you're doing that, that's all made into distillate, which creates your edibles, your, you know, we've got caramels that we're coming out with. Like a lot of those, what they call like the, the flavored carts, yeah. cartridges, right? And the edibles. So you know, I, I, the, the phrase every part of the buffalo couldn't really apply more <laughs> than in cannabis. Man. Yeah. Because we've got, you know, obviously our packageable flower, then all the biomass that comes from that, which allows us to create like a kick-ass suite of products, which is which is cool. Yeah, and it also, uh, what also stood out to me is you guys had a really cool vibe. And like, you know, places like for for, for the breaks where employees could go and, totally. and chill out and relax and stuff. It just seemed like, and I'm just saying this, it seemed like a really cool place to work that, uh, you know, keep people happy and like you said incentivized then they're going to work harder for you that i think i feel like that's a, a important thing for you guys yeah man i mean look people have to want to show up to work every day right we work hard right but at the same time like we we let our team know how much we appreciate them and, and we want to make sure we're doing that in every way possible so doing things like that is super important right getting like you know lunches together we had a food truck out for the staff like we try to get that out like you know quarterly when we can um you know but like we can't do it without the unbelievable team that like, you know, all the ideas, all the SOPs, all of like the detail re related things are great unless you don't have an unbelievable team executing on all those details. And I think one of the most exciting things is now we're three years into this in the business, right? Uh, we have like six or seven people that started as hourly employees that are now managers for the company, right? And grown within like we, like there is no better opportunity than like to grow with a business than in a cannabis company because you know, the, the need for everyone to be on the same page and working towards the same goal. I mean, you know, just like sports, the power of people moving in the same direction towards something is one of the most like empires have fallen and been built on that particular principle. Right. And so like, you know, finding ways to like continue to keep, you know, the team feeling valued and motivated is always, is just part of our job as leaders. You know? Okay. Th this could be a loaded question. Yeah. What's, what's the biggest misconception you hear from people? about the cannabis industry that, that or maybe you're against it or don't know what they're talking about. And you hear, you hear something, you hear people say that you're like, fuck, I don't um, even know what you're talking about. Or you're just, you know, cause like oh, even right easy. now, like, oh, like I, go ahead. Well, it's the gateway drug thing, man. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? Like I can tell you right now, I drink far less alcohol since working in the cannabis industry. Not that I don't like a good whiskey, you know, bourbon shout out, you know, uh, that delicious 810. Jay Rieger Distillery. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, but, like, it, the whole, like, gateway drug thing. Or that, like, people are all lazy stoners, right? Like, that's not, it's not just all people. With the way cannabis evolved and, and, and the way that there's become more mainstream products, not everyone has to, like, smoke to consume it, right? Edible dosing has gotten better at scale to where, like, you can actually enjoy products as some, and not, like, not. The problem with edibles back in the day is you didn't know how much was in there, right? So you make a pan of brownies, and you're like, shit, is this, like, 2 milligrams or, like, 60 milligrams? Stay tuned to find out type thing. Right. Um, so, like, 
we call it like breaking the stigma, but at the same time, we're also like, hey, it's okay. Like, it's so funny. I can stand on the dispensary floor, and this is one of my favorite things to do. And I'll talk to like a little old lady that's like whispering. She's like, oh, I'm here for. So I'm like, hey, I'm like, I like, hey, just so you know, I was like, you don't even have to whisper. I was like, do you want to yell weed on three as loud as you can? She's like, can I do that? I'm like, absolutely. Let's do it. One, two, three. She's like, weed. And then she, you know, goes up and makes her first cannabis purchase. And it's the happiest person you've ever seen. Right. So like, it's okay. You don't have to tell us, ah, my back's hurting. So I'm going to go get some cannabis. We're like, used no. to go to parking lots. Like, oh, That's what I'm oh, saying, yeah. man. These kids don't even know how hard you had to work to get back in the woods behind the Osco drug to go smoke and not get arrested. <laughs> Just to get your ass kicked and you got home. <laughs> but, but, but so that you bring up a great point. Yeah. And so I've done two remotes at the, uh, from your dispensary down on Southwest Boulevard, right? And so, and, and they set me up right there in, in the entrance. And, and both times, uh, one time I had uh, Gabe with me down there and the other time I had Pamela. And the same thing we, they, they said and I said when we were sitting there for two hours the unbelievable wide range of people that come in. Like you said, from, from someone young in their 20s to a grandmother in their 70s to a guy in a suit that's on his lunch yep. to, uh, you know, a, 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 you know a, a housewife or a, a, a woman that looks like a mom or, or whatever. This wide variety of people. And the same thing, they kind of come in, they look, hey, how you doing, whatever. And when they leave... They look like they're the happiest fucking person. Not a lot of frowns and, walking right, out there's the like store, the biggest dude. smile. He's <laughs> like, you know, walking. And it, but it was so cool to see. And there's like this steady flow. There's never a time when someone's not walking in the door. But such a wide variety of people from all walks of life and that are all just happy as shit to be there. Because I think still, so, there's a lot of first timers, like you said, are walking in like, ah. Right. Am like, I can I be here? Should I, should I be? What do, what do you need from me? Uh, but then. <laughs> When they've gone through the process, and it's cool, like to talk to the bud tenders, and they, they're real chill and everything else. Everyone feels a lot better coming out, and they're relaxed and they're happy. But that's has, has that struck you? Uh, because again, we're still getting used to the state of Missouri with legalized cannabis. But I had someone there telling me that if there was a top five right now of states in the industry that's booming, Missouri's there. Missouri's just unbelievable. Number three. Yeah. So and we just so, passed Colorado in annual sales for 2023. Oh, passed Colorado. Yeah, we, wow. passed, we passed Arizona back in May, and I think Colorado was like recently in the last month or two. And so, so is that, I know I, I threw a lot at you, but has that surprised you? Just the, the wide variety of people and the reception and how business is booming to that point in the state of Missouri, what, what it's been like since it was legalized. I would say I'm not surprised at all, but the most excited I can be to see it. I've seen that now for eight years. That's honestly, like, once you see that for the first time and you see that wide, I mean, there's no better example of the universal application of something than sitting in a dispensary lobby and watching the type of people that walk in for an hour. And you get to do that, right, when right. you're doing the meet and greet. So, like, you literally see every person. It's just a wide variety. So, like... Once you see that for the first time, and especially for me, like that was part of my like passion and why like, you know, things haven't always been working out as well as they have been for me personally. Like it was like a, you know, went broke twice on the way there type shit right. to be able to be fortunate enough to do this now. And, and so you really appreciate it. it. I absolutely appreciate it. And it's seeing that that keeps the hooks in me. Right. It's like, what else could I really see myself doing that could make this kind of impact on people? And it's not like I'm like, you know, philanthropic. I want to change the world. But I do truly believe that with all the shit that we could be focusing on that's not great right now, like to be able to bring people together under a common denominator like cannabis or sports or music, we got to continue to do that at all costs. That's like the only thing that brings people together, gets them to look out from their fucking phone. You know what I mean? So it's like that's the part of it for me. You know what I mean? That's like a, a tough day, but, man, I had some lady grab me uh, at this event we did with VCP, Shout Out Veterans Community Project, unbelievable group right here on. in Kansas City. Um so I also work with a, a nonprofit called Hero Grown that works on getting plant medicine to uh, to veterans and first responders, right? And they've got this kick-ass deal with Charlotte's Web, if you're familiar. They're like a big national CBD company. I think they got like a deal with like Major League Baseball and shit too. I mean, they're up there, right? Um, but they provide free plant medicine and CBD, which you can ship over state lines since the Farm Bill passed in 2018. So now like you can order CBD and have it shipped to you wherever in the country. Um, and... Um, I won't use her name, but she, she came up and she said, Hey, listen, I need you to know. And I had heard this story, but I hadn't met her at first from the VCP folks, but she was taking Z uh, Zoloft every single day. Like it was just ruining her life. And she was able to quit Zoloft cold Turkey and replace it with cannabis supplement. Like the cannabis, um, they're like little like pills of just like CBD. Right. And it's the best quality of life that she's had 
like since, since as long as she can remember, she was able to take her daughter to like college graduation without having a breakdown in the car. Right. Like all these things. And I'm just like, dude, if there's anything that like makes you like, that's the fucking impact right there. Right. So, you know, I'll, I'll carry that flag up the hill forever. And, and so, and, and again, with all of us getting used to it being uh, legalized in the state of Missouri, Ben, for some reason, keeps asking, what about Kansas? Yep. Is, is Kansas, is that just, do you see like too many roadblocks? How does, how does the fact that it, it's legal in Missouri and so successful affect Kansas? Is there any correlation there? Do you think people in Kansas look over and say, why the fuck aren't we doing this? I feel like the same thing with Missouri looking over at Kansas. Why are all these people going over and gambling their money in, in Kansas? I don't know. Is there, do you, is, 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 do you think Kansas, is there anything in the I hope future? They, like, here's the thing. It's like, I know there's discussions and there's people on our team that I know are a lot closer to that discussion than I am. I know for us, like, number one is there's a lot of people in prison for nonviolent cannabis crimes in Kansas right now. We've actually got a guy that, uh, that we work with and his name's Dante. He works with a group called Last Prisoner Project as well. And they work on freeing prisoners for nonviolent cannabis crimes. And like, right. that we spend a fair amount of time doing that as well um, in terms of like our efforts. But like, like, there's a lot like the, the, and the unfriendliness of now, especially knowing that you've got Missouri on one side of the state and Colorado on the other. I mean, there was actually an ACLU like class action lawsuit filed in 2021 about unfair targeting of out of state plates in the state of Kansas, uh, by the Kansas state highway patrol, oh, wow. it's the old Kansas two-step and you can look this shit up, but <laughs> they literally walk up to the car. They have their voluntary encounter where you can obviously, uh, you got to get away, you got to get through what you're getting through and then obviously vacate, you know, right. they take two steps away from the car. They turn around over their shoulder and they say, Hey, do you mind if I ask you a few more questions? And then the person says, sure. Cause most people are willing to comply. And then that becomes a voluntary encounter. So they can keep you there as long as they want to. Like you've seen people with the side panels of their car pulled off because a drug dog sat down because they had like an eighth of weed in their car and coming from Colorado right now, by no way am I condoning driving across state lines with cannabis product, right? By law, you're supposed to stay in that state. However, um, Missouri's missing opportunities from like a tax revenue standpoint. The tax revenue alone from what we've been able to do, especially thinking about the states that are around it, right? Nebraska still doesn't have a program. Oklahoma's only got a medical program. Arkansas has only got a medical program. What I truly hope is that Kansas, when they do take that road, and again, you know, obviously there's a reason why I'm not the guy on Capitol Hill, right? right. But like, you know, I would hope that where I've seen cannabis programs fail is that they try to roll out med medical and recreational at the same time. Usually medical lays the groundwork and like the financial framework, the taxation framework to like make a successful market happen. Like South Dakota, for example, was one that tried to do both at the same time. And they're still having a difficulty getting that program off the ground. I think there's such an impact and opportunity for that, that hope to see Kansas go medical or at least like, you know, decriminalize in the next like couple of years. Right. And then obviously it'll follow suit there, but I would imagine that they're probably going to be one of the last right there with Texas. I mean, you got some like States over there like Tennessee, but I think it's like, represent the number but it's like 38 or 39 states have a legal cannabis program and like 20 something or adult use at this point but missouri is the only state in the union that's got eight states touching it and if you think about the states that surround missouri right um you know nebraska no cannabis program uh kansas no cannabis program oklahoma medical program arkansas medical program illinois got adult use right iowa uh, medical right so it's like there's an opportunity here, especially in the Midwest, right? It's like there's the cannabis isn't just for like the West Coast anymore, right? You know? And I think that's like a common misconception. Um, so that's been the coolest thing ever to see come to life, man. It's and, and so, but like regulation also, like when you go, there's certain things. I mean, it's there. There's a lot of fucking rules, sure, and things that you follow, which is not like a yeah. free for all. Come, someone comes there, maybe <laughs> make like not. like furthest thing from it. Okay, <laughs> and so this is kind of what I, one of the things I want to accomplish. Because you know there's people out there that haven't gone yet. Yep. You know, like you just said, the the, the elderly lady came in, they were still kind of unsure of herself or whatever sure. else, and they don't know. Yep. Okay, and so if someone's on the fence and they want to visit uh, from the earth dispensary, so, like, what are the steps? Because people, just, they don't know. You go in, you, you walk in, and, and, you know, some people just don't want to ask questions because yep. they feel dumb or whatever else, and they're intimidated by something that's new. So they walk in, and, and, and what do they do? Well, first go to from the earth, uh, .com and look up where our five dispensaries are around town. Can they talk to Professor Puff by any chance? They can't talk to Professor Puff, but best believe he's there on the AI keys right. to get back to him on a recommendation. <laughs> 
pretty dope. Um, Are you Professor Puff? By I am not well, Professor Puff. By the been rumors. Yeah, there's been rumors, right. but I just put it this way: you never seen me and Professor Puff in the same room I haven't. at the same time. I could, I could, uh, I could promise that. <laughs> and so, but but you go to ftemo.com, yep. and it's all there. Well, no, that tells you where our stores are at. Right. I would recommend going into the store okay. and talking to one of our super educated staff, right? The product uh, specialists, right? Bud tenders, bud tenders, if you will. The other thing too is. Like our team, especially, and I know it's pretty synonymous in, in the cannabis industry, but I'm just like always so proud of how our team handles it, right? Like, there's such a genuine care, and uh, like we want to get people pointing in the right direction, right? If somebody has a bad experience with cannabis because we told them you should take more than you should or whatever, and, I, and again, we're not making those recommendations, right? But like, we want to let people know, like, hey, how often do you consume? Well, I've never actually smoked or eaten anything in my life. Got it. So I would recommend oh. this particular direction right you, you would not recommend the mega dose gummies I to that i would not recommend uh, the single dose mega right. dose gummies right and it's like that's that's the thing though it's like having that conversation with people and, and understanding like you can always like consume more but you can never unconsume right. it once you've gotten in there right? or you, so you like, tell them like I, i'm having trouble sleeping correct. or i'm having trouble with anxiety or whatever the reason is yep. and like there's and then but that is kind of intimidating because there's so many products Right. Sure. And and so that you need someone to kind of, you know, walk you through and explain everything. And so many did. And that's kind of cool. And I wonder what that process is like, like the fucking ideas and the creativity oh, yeah. of what the edibles are or what could it be. I mean, there's drinks, there's everything else. And that's fucking wild. Yep. How many different ways that the cannabis can be can be utilized. Right. hundred yep. percent. And and that's the thing, too, is like you don't have to. It's not just for smokers anymore. You know what I mean? No, I love smoking weed me wrong right. but not everybody does right some people don't like smoking anything right or maybe like uh they don't like the harshness of smoking but they like the vapes right but i can guarantee you at least in our stores our team knows something about every single product that's on our shelves they know like if you're saying i'm having trouble sleeping they're going to point you in the direction of even if it's not our products right like we have a, such a wide variety of like unbelievable brands right like illicit is our brand right but we have I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a small percentage of our shelves, right? There's companies all over the state doing great things. Like I said, with gummies that are putting, like, other cannabinoids in there, like, besides CBDs, like CBG, CBN, that are two cannabinoids that help with sleep, right? If we know someone's having trouble sleeping, we'd probably recommend them in that direction, right? So it's like that conversation with someone, I guess people get intimidated by that, right? And, they, sure. can, and, they, and they couldn't, they, and, like, it couldn't be further from what, we couldn't be more excited to have it, you know what I mean? So it's like, Go into a dispensary talking to someone and, and, and kind of trying some things out. And then when you find that there's something like we call it, it sounds silly, but like journaling, right? It's one thing I know that the BCP group focuses on with like people looking at medicating in certain ways. Journal how that particularly made you feel, right? Because there's not just THC in there. Depending on the product, there's different terpenes in there. There's different cannabinoids. Everybody's got a different endocannabinoid system, right? So you can look this up, right? Terpenes, cannabinoids, endocannabinoid system, right? I there's any homework. like. But yeah, right. If you get, but if there's anything for like someone to understand, kind of like, so I, let's say I consume a product with flour and it, it's got like myrcene in it, which is a terpene, right? It's kind of like an orange, like earthy, right? Um, I know that more than likely I'm going to probably enjoy the effects of other products that also have myrcene in them, right? Because that agrees with my endocannabinoid system. Whereas like you, it may make you feel a little edgy for whatever reason, right? Because we have different, the same thing can impact us differently because we have different endocannabinoid systems. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Uh, and so, but there's also, there's a lot, or how much, I shouldn't assume, the oversight, right? Yep. It's regulated. Yep. And so, but but every, like, you, you have to follow, obviously, many oh, yeah. guidelines. Oh, yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so cannabis, like, let's put it this way. The cannabis that you get at the dispensary that's been tested and on the legal shelves uh, is cleaner than most of the produce you're probably going to get at the grocery store in terms of, like, parts per million of different, like, things. Like, there's no pesticides, especially with us, right? But, like, that's a huge thing. Additionally, this, we've got what's called like regulations and guidelines that we have to follow with every single product. So every single one of our facilities is under 100%. There's not a place where you can like have a blocked camera angle, right? right. So that's happening 100% of the time. The state can log into those 100% of the time. And then there's constantly Oh, no shit. So the oh, state yeah. law, see, totally. this is the shit I don't know. So they, yeah, yeah. the state can log in yep. at any time and just watch what the fuck's going on. Totally. Okay. Yep. And, and we work incredibly hard. We've got an unbelievable VP of uh, compliance um, and security, right, that's super on top of it. That's um, an important job. Yeah, she's a beast. Um, Michelle, she's amazing. Um, what up, Michelle? Yeah, yeah, she's a beast. But that's the thing, though. That's that's some of the differences. Like, you know, you could be doing everything right. You could be running the best business at the best products. But if you're not airtight on the compliance side, which is incredibly thorough and, and regulated, 
then none of that other shit means anything. It's like compliance first, and then everything else comes after that. And it's like like quality, the, the amount. Qu- quality, just, and I'm talking like inventory placement in the store, knowing where every single SKU and product is in your building at every single time. Everything's got to be accounted for. Every single thing. And it's like, if you think about it, in a traditional retail setting, if you're missing a can of peaches, like, ah, we write that off as a loss. Right. If you're missing a, a jar of flour, the state assumes it's in the hands of a child. That's how you look at stuff like that. So, like, and that's how serious we take it from, like, a, we know what's happening under the, and, like, you know, there's a lot of, like I said, SOPs, things that we, uh, that we have to help follow that, right? Because there's always, you know, there's human error, there's this, that, and the other. But, like, we have a great relationship with the state because we work really hard to follow those guidelines. And so that's, like, one of those things where, you know, not every business prioritizes that. I shouldn't say that. Not every cannabis business prioritizes compliance as high as others do, right? I know for right. us that's number one, two, and three, and everything else comes after it. Right, because if you don't have that, then everything else no falls business. apart. You have no business. Something else that's really cool is 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 the gear, the merchandise, yep. right? And we didn't fucking plan this. <laughs> I know someone's gonna watch it. Oh, look how cute! They're like Honestly, twins. Dude, I thought you were gonna wear the red one, so I was like, all right, I I'm gonna wear the red one. And, I, and I, I'm glad I left my fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. black glasses in the car. We'd have looked like fucking hey, a couple of the jerk offs on here. Hey, I'll tell but you what. That's fine. Man, there's worse people for me to look like. Right. You know, there's, there's <laughs> but look, so this, and then like Superman that's what I'm saying, man, but like such cool shit. So I I I had a. Uh, I had the sweatshirt that you gave me that I wore down to the Chiefs game in Jacksonville. Yep. And so it's like, it has, I don't know how, what, dude, I, am I going to say anything that's going to get us in trouble? Just like, no, you know, it's just, you the, know, a general shape on there that yeah, most people in Kansas right. City might be familiar with, with the word illicit. Right. The there you go. Okay. And I'm wearing it at a game and I'm in Jacksonville and I had like five or six Jacksonville <laughs> fans come up and go, illicit. Oh, fuck. I love that sweatshirt. I don't like the cheese, but I love that sweatshirt or just other Chiefs fans loving this shit. And that's so smart, you know, right? Just just the little things you can do to separate yourself totally. from the competition or anything else. Uh, and but but I've whenever I've gone in there, I've loved just the creativity and the ideas that you guys have. So what what's that process like? Do you have like a team of people that brainstorm once a week and they, you know what, let's put our name on this or that because it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's like many things in our company, it's by committee, but there's a marketing team that we have that handles all the creative, gets all like the swag and stuff like that figured out. We've also got one of our founders uh, was in boutique retail for 20 plus years here in Kansas City, right? And she has got an eye for what, how sort, like our, there's a reason why our storefronts are so aesthetic, right? And Carolyn's amazing with oh, that. Oh yeah, the one on I, Southwest Boulevard is beautiful. It's incredible. And I can tell you like, I've seen a lot of dispensaries. I've never seen merch sell the way that it does that we've been able to do here in Kansas City. And part of that too is people just love rocking the gear too. Like we know for us, a t-shirt is an inexpensive marketing tool because people love wearing them and they're cool. If people want to wear them and they're great, we're like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, uh, yeah, it, it, it's kind of fun. We we kick around different ideas. I think you saw the most recent one with like the bong and the joint, you know? Um, How much can we say about that yeah, one? That's why we made it. Check this out at the stores. Go to know? the stores and yeah. see it. I fucking took a picture of it and I said, go the point Bro, is, yeah, we, let's put it so we want to put out as many t-shirts that are worth paying $20 for as possible. Yeah. Right. And so that's kind of the way we look at it. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It's great. It's hilarious. Uh, it is smart and it's creative. Okay. So I got, uh, I got a question for you mm-hmm. and you know what? He, he texts me questions, but I'm going to fucking put his name on it. Cause Ben Messner produces his <laughs> podcast. And I think it's a good question. When, um, and or maybe if when will we start seeing bars that you could sit down and smoke marijuana in? So it's already happened in certain places in the country. Um, thing about consumption lounges is, you know, if you're going to have just a lounge, you need to have like another business supporting it because you're not turning. It's not like a fast casual restaurant, right? Right. You know, you want people to have a two hundred and fifty dollar ticket average sitting there, and they're going to hang out for three hours that they're consuming. You know what I mean? So like. To be able to offer that experience in a nice way. I guess, short answer, in Missouri, I don't know. I, I hope to see it soon, right? Because obviously there's a lot of kick-ass concepts, right? Um, there's ones in California. There was one, the very first one. Um, I shouldn't say the first one. One of the most publicized ones was a place called the Cannabis Cafe. It was like the Lowell Cafe at one point in Los Angeles. They had like this weird like loophole where inside you could serve food and like you could smoke. Like I was there for the opening. Like Wiz Khalifa's there like hitting a stunning glass and shit. You know, it's like... 
Outside is one, it's like 152 West Hollywood Boulevard A, and the inside is 152 West Hollywood Boulevard B, and the outside is a restaurant, and the inside is a consumption lounge that they serve to go food at from the restaurant, so they were able to like snake their way in there. That's the way those things end up existing. As far as cannabis in Missouri is concerned, I think we got a little bit. I hope, I hope not, but like the problem with that too is like the first time. You know, you can only, like, control the roll of the dice so much. Like, do you sell product there? You can't sell product there by way of regulation right now. So it's like, do people bring it from there? Does it have to come straight from a dispensary? Does it have to be delivered there from a dispensary? So, you know, like that. <laughs> See, all this shit you, you got to You see, like, it's like the can of worms that opens up. Um, come on, Ben. What the fuck? Well, no, I mean, that's the truth. Like, there's nothing that highlights, like, how specific things have to be, though. And this, like, even down to the fucking labels on products, right? And, like, what information's on those labels, like, what you can and can't have, right? Um, but, like at least in my personal opinion, right? Like Vegas is starting to kick off these consumption lounges and stuff. And those concepts are starting to pop up and they're awesome places to hang out. In fact, if we're ever like in Las Vegas at the same time, I'll take you to one of the best ones you've ever been to. Right. But the first time somebody gets in like a car accident, right. One of those, they're just going to get vilified in the media. It's oh, leaving cannabis consumption. And it's like, you know, the reefer madness shit still very much exists, man. They're it's still fucking, that fucking, fucking movie reefer madness. <laughs> Yeah, dude, they're still on. They're still screaming about totally illogical things, saying, "And I'm just like, look, it's the devil's plant." Yeah, devil's lettuce is yeah. what you hear, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, I, I, the concept in itself is super cool. It's a hard business to make money at, right. based on all the things that are standing in your way, right? And so, where where, where does it go from here? The potential, because as you said, now it's number three as far as Missouri's. I could have made estate. that up. I know we passed Colorado and Arizona. Fuck okay, um, I say the yeah. number three. Yeah, I say I think three sounds good to me. You got to be odd. Mizzou football is number nine, and I put uh, <laughs> I put uh, the cannabis at number three. They're yep. top ten. I can tell you right now, it's only going to continue to go up, right? Um, and, and that's because there's still so many people that haven't, uh, like, are like I, I always joke, like thirty percent of the people that are going to be buying from our stores haven't even shopped with us yet five years from now. You know what I mean? Like, like are you a quit? Like, is it almost? And I don't want to say this because you, ne- you never want to complain about this, but is there ever any times it's almost like blowing up even faster than you guys can keep up with where you need to keep hiring more people or, or, or you like call those champagne problems, man. Yeah. Right. But that, but that's a good <laughs> yeah, thing. 100%. But I mean, is it ever at a pace faster than you anticipated? Um, you know, I, I don't know that anyone could have predicted the way that Missouri cannabis took off. I can tell you that we as a team were prepared. Um, unfortunately we were able to like meet it head on, you know, you can always look back and see, like, I wish there was things we might've done differently here or there, but, um, Based on the extensive experience of our team, we knew that Missouri and cannabis was going to be catching on in a major way. And you have a lot of first-time customers who are trying to go out and get in that first rush, right? It's like we're still seeing like 5,000 new customers at our dispensaries a month. First-time customers, which is crazy. What's the uh, maybe the most outside-the-box food product or snack that has cannabis that, that you guys have that Oh, I've seen everything, man. There's like, I've seen some like vegan cheesecakes. I've seen some like those vegan cheesecakes. Honestly, or like um, that you guys have. Like, what's have, it, you had the you, yeah? No, no, illicit. Um, we're we're standard with the SKUs. Like, so we have we have flour, we have vapes, we have gummies. Um, we're working on some caramels right now, like things that we know work. Because the other thing with consistency and stuff too, right? right. Like during time of year, you got to ship them refrigerated, like. You know, so no pork rinds anywhere yeah. in the no, but you know, there are companies out there that are doing cool things. Like, I know a group, uh, one of some of our friends, uh, over at Vivid, they do red hot ripplets, you know, St. Louis red oh, hot yeah. ripplets. That's these right, infused, right? So that's those, those cool. are the Luther Burton chips, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mizzou wide receiver. Those that, are, he's got his own, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I could, I could literally fucking put down a whole one of those bags. They sent us a bag. fucking case of those. Oh, wow, like that's trouble, for me. and right. And we just, and, and everyone went, even Kansas fans, when these fucking chips are good, <laughs> and they realize that even though that there's yeah, a new player on, they're, they're fucking un- the un- teeth, but they're still chomping. They're the unbelievable. Chips. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, there's cool things like that. Um, you know, the, I think one of the cooler things that as it continues to become more, uh, manageable from like a cost standpoint is nano, nano emulsification is basically the process of taking these words are too fucking big. Yeah. You know, listen, I, listen, I, I, I just sounded saying, out like five times. Right. I wrote it down, was re- rehearsing it. What does that mean? means that in a standard edible, right, the THC molecules, like assume it's the size of a beach ball, right, relatively speaking, right. in your bloodstream, nano emulsification makes that THC molecule like the size of a marble. 
So then that actually gets into your bloodstream faster, means you feel the effects faster. So like oh, okay. when you see like these social tonics or social drinks that have like three milligrams of THC in it, but you feel the effects instantly, that's the next biggest wave for sure. I would love with it's just like canning and bottling and stuff is like there's gummies out there and stuff that you can do it. Um, and part of the thing too is I think some of it like makes the technology is getting better. Let's put it that way. But like the instant effect, that's one of the biggest rubs with most people on edibles or like those, what we call cannabis 2.0 products is that, uh, it takes two hours to hit. I mean, you know, we've, <laughs> we've, uh, you know, not, I just say I've had some friends tell me that they've had it creep up on them. I call it the, the grim, the grim weed reaper, uh, comes yeah. up and grabs you from behind and sits you down. Um, well, how many times have you seen, I don't feel this at all. This has no effect. <laughs> and then 30 minutes later, just, well, that's, that's the thing. It's like I always tell people, it's like, all right, give yourself an hour, see how you feel, and then eat another one. But the problem is, is almost everybody is like, all right, it's been 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm going to eat another one. It's been 30 more minutes. I'm going to eat another Fuck one. Fuck that guy. He didn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, right. You, you learn that lesson a couple of times, and you're like, yeah, it's, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I think that's also, like, in terms of, like, what's out there and what the exciting thing is, like, the next wave. Because that gets that what we call the can of curious crowd. Right. Right. The people that, you know haven't really been lifetime consumers like, you know, myself and yourself and people that have always been a fan of the plant, right? So, like, there's gaps that you can bridge with people that necessarily wouldn't have been as comfortable that would have been there before. So, like, for you, like, what, what's your daily, uh, like, like what, what's a day in the life of John Bond in, mm -hmm. in, your, in your role and your position? Because to me, I feel like you're fucking all over the place. Yeah. And you don't, you, you, you need more than 24 hours in a day. You're traveling. You're always on the go. You're always high energy. Yeah. Uh, and you got a lot of shit on your plate. So, like, what's, what's, what, what's the average day like for you? What are some of the things that you do uh, in the company? Um, you know, I mean, honestly, most of it is, is spent supporting our, our team, right? We have, like I said, like a group of senior leadership team that wears, all wears a lot of hats. And we're all, you know, attached at the hip. And we're making a lot of cross-functional decisions. And so, um we're constantly getting each other unblocked on a daily basis in certain areas, right? Like, you know, we'll go here, we'll go there. Well, cause there, there's a lot of like in-flight decisions that have to be made that have like very real impacts to the business. Um, I would say my general purview is any way that we're uh, like trying to help us uh, always solidify and improve revenue streams while saving us money doing it is like always the focus. And that's like the guideline of every single that's uh, pretty fucking decision. Important. You know, but like I said, though, man, it's it's a by committee thing, right? I'm I'm one person on a team of fucking Avengers that we're like I know what the other teams look like out there, and this isn't being negative about anybody. I just know what we have, particularly under our roof, and it's like, you know, it's kind of one of those things where, like, I always say, like as an athlete, like I was never the most talented on a field, but I knew that I wanted it more than the guy on the other side yeah. of the fucking football, and that's what drove me. You know, it's same thing with baseball too, right? Um, and that's what that's what resonates with me. That's how I feel about eight ten. I've always thought about eight ten. Hundred percent. You know, hometown company, homegrown. I know that I can fucking trust these people. They got my back. I have the best boss in the world. That's what I'm saying. And I, you know, and and no one's gonna outwork us. No one's gonna outwork me. Uh, except my wife. She works fucking harder than me because she's the boss. Yep. She's the real boss of this whole fucking situation. I love I, you. I will also take the right? time to say that my wife works hard as, right. harder than I do, and the boss of the situation. But, but, Just but everybody sees that. The sports analogy is perfect because. Yeah you got to trust the people that are next to you. Yep. And when you do, and you're like-minded and you're all motivated to move in the same direction, that's how fucking greatness is achieved. Totally dude. And so you've imagined like now, so we have a group of people that are all willing to put that type of snot nose effort in. Right. And then I see the talent level of our team, which is something that, you know, that's where it's like, that gives me the energy to work a million hours a day. You know what I mean? It's like, find us that 25th hour. And I know everyone feels the same. And especially because there's such an opportunity here to like, like everyone's perfectionist in their own way. Right. We're constantly refining. We're our own worst enemy. We're constantly like, you know, tweaking and, and adjusting, but then we can step back and look at it and say, wow, we've got, you know, 400 people on the team that are stoked about showing up to work every day. And like, we're hitting goals and we're measuring and rewarding and, and for all that. And it's like, dude, that's, that's where it's at. You know what I mean? So anyways, that's where that's, that's the difference maker, you know? At mm -hmm. least. So, so tell people again, if, the, if they've been on the fence or they want to get more information, and that's a cool thing, too. You want people to research. You want people to be comfortable. Go to FTEMO.com and find the location nearest to you. I've talked about the Southwest Boulevard location, but there's more than that. Uh, and then you go in there, and there's no reason to be intimidated. There's people that, that they're, they're there to help you. Yeah. They want to help you. That's what I mean. They couldn't be more excited. Right. right? And so, like, when you think about uh, all the reasons why you wouldn't go to a dispensary, right, you don't even have to go in there and buy anything. Right? No one's going to scowl at you, but go in and ask some questions. You know, you can also find a lot of information online. It's a digital age. We have a 
ton of information on the website, both ftemo.com and alyssagardens.com. However, it's always a better dialogue. You know what I mean? And our team couldn't be more happy to have that conversation. Uh, Also, uh, Ben would like to find out in the next month or so what it would be like to produce a podcast after taking a high-dose gummy. Could we possibly make that happen? Absolutely. Do you think he would, uh, if if the podcast was about an hour, hour and 15 minutes, do you think his his reaction time would be the same after uh, about an hour as it was at the beginning? You start to what I call, I say I'm always the same lovable guy, but the edges aren't quite as sharp. Right. So, you know. Kind of stay tuned to find out. But. That's been said about Ben before, even without the high dose gummy, yeah, but that's man. fine. I'll tell you what, man, I know a guy, so I think that's, right. that's definitely a very doable thing. Hey, man, and tell people again uh, about uh, about uh, illicit gardens and, and from the earth dispensary and anything you want people to know that are listening to this podcast. Um, you know, I, I guess, wow, that's such like a big question. Anyway, I guess, uh, you know, we're just super happy to be here, man. Yeah, um, that's you know, awesome. most, most of the team is... Uh, I would say like half of our leadership team is from Kansas City. The other half is like local Kansas Cityans now. They've been here for three years. And it's like. All I've met is nothing but cool fucking people, man. Bro, I'll tell you what, man. And that's the difference. We are exactly who we say we are. We show up in our fucking joggers and t-shirts and hats every day. He's got a fucking Kenny Powers t-shirt on. (laughs) And that's how I know he's a fucking real one. Because if you love Kenny Powers, then you're on my team. If you say, who's Kenny Powers? I'm sorry. I ain't got fucking time for you. That's how we work. That's what I mean. I don't know. I don't know if we're sitting at the same table. Somebody doesn't know who Kenny Powers is, man. That's exactly. Um, right. But yeah, dude, we're just, we're, we're literally, you know, here to be ourselves. Right. And, and I can't tell you how much pride I have and how proud of a Kansas city I am to be able to do this in my hometown. You know, not that I didn't enjoy coming back to Kansas city for holidays and stuff, but like nothing could have brought me back with this kind of excitement to be here to do this in our hometown, man. And then you fucking come back. And you got this fucking Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs That's what I'm winning saying. Super Title Bowl. Town, baby. Let's go. Right? How That's much do you saying, love that? Man. Dude, unbelievable. Like, people don't realize what it was like to be a fucking Chiefs fan for your whole life. And then it was like, must be nice to be a Chiefs fan. I'm like, don't even. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Now look at me. Be yeah, honest. This, we tell the truth on this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much does your wife like the Chiefs winning Super Bowls? Be honest with me. I'll tell you what. As a Broncos fan, um, you know, mm-hmm. she's about as supportive as I could ever ask her Is to she? be. Yeah, absolutely, What dude. about when the Broncos beat the Chiefs two weeks ago? Was she fucking supportive then? Or? Um, yeah, in a very loving, in my were ear you, kind of way. Now, were you like... I was beside myself, dude. Okay, so there was no like, you know what? Fuck this, but I'm happy for my wife. Or were you like, you know what? Don't fucking talk to me for two hours no i was definitely you, like i felt i felt good i felt uh, i wasn't happy the chiefs won right yeah i'm answering this question um, but you know i was definitely not we actually literally have two fucking dogs and we, we i refuse to let them both be in like a broncos jersey right so she puts so, bron- a broncos jersey dude, we have a broncos jersey and a chief's jersey for each one of our dogs and we're obviously in our chiefs and broncos shit respectively Do the dogs bark at each other at all when they got these jerseys on or they- yeah but they bark each other did she rub it in Oh, of course she did. She rubbed my nose in it, as I would expect. That's why I married her. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? We actually got to take our dads to Arrowhead when the Chiefs put it on the ponies a couple weeks ago. So I had all like that. So then her dad's a Broncos her fan. Her dad's a Broncos Chiefs fan, fan, too. So Were they fucking man, okay with this shit? They're great, man. Those guys are like best pals. They're both fucking sports memorabilia guys. I got the best father-in-law in the world. My dad's a legend. So it was like, it was a great time, man. <laughs> what if What if your wife comes home one day So I have the present for you, John, and it's one of those house-divided jerseys where it's, Half chief, half Bronco fucking jersey that you see some people wear. Would you fucking wear that? So I've given consent to a house divided piece of plaque in the basement. Well, that's artwork, fine. That's not a jersey ne- that you're I, walking around. We made the deal before we got married that she'll never see me in Broncos gear. Not even a half. Not even a half. I can't. I, I think. I think it would burn my skin if it was on my body. And I love exactly. my wife more than anything. Right. It's not a thing I wouldn't do for her. But there's lines that have to be drawn there. That's exactly right, John. I appreciate you being uh, so generous with your time. We love the partnership with Absolutely. From the Earth and with uh, with Illicit. And, you know, I'm fucking, I'm a walking billboard because the gear, and guess what? This is something that's uh, that cannot be overlooked. You got hats that fit my big size eight head. Same, brother. Snapbacks <laughs> that fit my head, which is unheard of until I go to From the Earth. Uh, so, John, thank you for the time. We appreciate you. And I'm, uh, I'm going to guess this will not be your last appearance on uh Hot mic, as long as you were uh, okay with this. Dude, I'm out here whenever you want me, man. This is great. Let's do it. And, uh, and again, ftemo.com for all the information you need. Until the next episode, the microphone is off.